0: Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. Hi, I'm Barry Ritholtz, and this is CEOs Exit the Trump Era with Reputations Intact. U.S. Chief Executive Officers had a pretty good 2020 despite the ravages of the pandemic and a severe economic contraction. Polls show that the country's biggest companies and its leaders are enjoying the highest level of approval amongst the public relative to almost any other institution. As a group, they are perceived as both capable and competent. This stands in sharp contrast to the ineptness toward the COVID-19 pandemic exhibited by governments at every level. State and local leaders showed a spectrum of incompetence, but the failure was greatest at the federal level. The White House exhibited weak leadership, confused the public with misinformation, failing to even encourage mask wearing. Highly effective vaccines were created in a miraculously short period of time, only to have the Trump administration botch the vaccination rollout. The role corporate leadership plays in a society, economically, socially, or politically, sometimes gets overlooked. As a group, CEOs have a large impact on, well, everything, from technology to public policy. I tend to be more of a critic than a cheerleader of the C-suite, but even I couldn't help but notice the immense differences effective leadership made between the public and private sectors. Businesses and their leaders have not always been recognized as competent or trustworthy, Think back to the 2008-09 financial crisis when bankers were rightly blamed for being a major cause of the disaster. It's too early to tell if this was a one-off, with executives rising to the occasion, something great leaders tend to do, or the beginning of a permanent change in corporate behavior. Perhaps that high-profile announcement back in August 2019 by the Business Roundtable, that's the group that lobbies on behalf of corporate America, that shareholder primacy is no longer the sole purpose of a corporation, but should also include commitment to all stakeholders, which includes customers, employees, suppliers, and local communities. Maybe this was more than a mere public relation ploy. Consider the roles played by CEOs over the past 12 months. Number one, reputation and trust. The damage to reputations of institutions have been sharp. Trust in government is near record lows. The media is hardly trusted anymore. Americans don't even trust each other. Business is one of the few institutions to have maintained the public's confidence. In fact, the public even sees CEOs leading on a variety of issues that have been historically thought of as governmental responsibilities, including racial justice and information quality. In its annual trust barometer, public relations firm Edelman notes, quote, business has emerged as the last institution standing, the only one rated as both competent and ethical and 50 points ahead of governments on competence, unquote. This is a first for the sector, but given last year's events, it should perhaps come as no surprise. The vaccine work done by pharmaceutical companies impressed everybody. When it was dangerous to go to stores, retailers radically expanded their ability to deliver essentials directly to the home. After the election, business groups advocated for the peaceful transition of power. And when rioters invaded the Capitol, social media platforms banned both the insurrectionists and those viewed as their political instigators. Number two, saving the post election period. Soon after the results of Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Georgia trickled in, the outcome of the presidential election became undeniable. Partisans refused to acknowledge defeat. But hundreds of major business leaders, many of whom had backed Trump's candidacy and supported his policies, called on him to concede. On November 7th, the Business Roundtable, an association of CEOs, congratulated President elect Joe Biden and Vice President elect Kamala Harris on their election win. On January 4th, two days before Congress was scheduled to certify the Electoral College votes, The Roundtable released a statement to Congress. They said, quote, With claims of electoral fraud having been fully considered and rejected by federal and state courts and state government officials, the integrity of the 2020 presidential election is not in doubt. There is no authority for Congress to reject or overturn electoral votes lawfully certified by the states and affirmed by the Electoral College. The peaceful transition of power is a hallmark of our democracy and should proceed unimpeded. Therefore, the business roundtable opposes efforts to delay or overturn the clear outcome of the election, unquote. This is not the progressive caucus or a statement by a bunch of Bernie bros. The roundtable is the bedrock of corporate America. As a group, they're far more right than left, far more Republican than Democrat. Yet following the January 6th insurrection, even the conservative U.S. Chamber of Commerce, another pro-business lobby, excoriated President Trump, saying, quote, The president's conduct last week was absolutely unacceptable and completely inexcusable. By his words and actions, he has undermined our democratic institutions and ideals, unquote. When business leaders are emphasizing the rule of law and a peaceful transition of power, even as the president of the U.S. refuses to, something unusual is happening. The public has obviously noticed. Number three, deplatforming the insurrectionists. CEOs manage a delicate balancing act when deciding who is banned from their platforms. Social media sites like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok generate revenue by keeping their audiences engaged. If management becomes too heavy-handed in policing the voices of their customers, they risk users abandoning them en masse, like what happened to places like MySpace or Friendster. But a purely hands-off approach allowing bad actors to chase off their users, well, that just runs counter to their business models. Before January, these platforms had been criticized for tolerating way too much hate and calls for violence and bullying. Whatever reluctance there was to become more active in policing content, that was washed away by the breach of the Capitol. Companies, it seems, had little choice. A Harris poll taken shortly after the insurrection showed a majority of Americans, more than 61%, agreed with the moves by social media companies to ban insurrectionists. That included their political leaders and President Trump. Number four, corporate PAC money. The effort by some legislators to block certification of a legitimate electoral college vote sparked a revulsion, and immediate accounting by watchdogs of political action committee funding took place. Donors were embarrassed when it was pointed out whose monies funded the insurrections and the politicians supporting that insurrection. The attempt to decertify the Electoral College result led to a crisis among a, quote, growing list of America's most powerful corporations, unquote. That's according to the Center for Responsive Politics, a research group that tracks money in U.S. politics. Campaign finance tracker Open Secrets found that many companies decided to cut off future funding from those lawmakers who sought to disrupt the transfer of power. Hey, I'm one of the last people you might ever imagine as cheerleading corporate executives, having spent most of my career excoriating their recklessness, their greed, and their irresponsibility, especially within the financial sector. But even I got to admit, the performance of corporate leadership over the past twelve months makes it hard to avoid the conclusion that America's private sector chief executives were among the best-performing group in the nation. For more from me, check out the big picture at ritholtz.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today.